that doesn't get fired up. I don't know what it is. I'm so happy to have that back in my life. That's when you know hockey music. I don't know what NBC's music is. But I know from growing up, that tells you hockey's on. That and the, the lighted pucks that Fox used to have. That they're, you know, the, you know, Cletus used to shoot you know, these on-fire pucks across. <laughs> now I'm really dating myself when it comes to hockey talk. Somebody who has a much better grip on the, on the current hockey status is our NHL insider at The Gambler, Larry Henry Jr., joins us on the Dr. Glatt Regrow Your Hairline. Larry, you have to agree with me, though, that the ESPN on NHL music, that that's, that's the goat of intro musics for sports, right? Oh, it has to be. Yeah, it brings back good memories of uh, old PlayStation 2 uh, days, ESPN NHL hockey. Um, you know, just gets you pumped up. Uh, great memories there. I, I, I hope someday that the NHL does get back regularly in ESPN. I always thought that was going to happen. Um, maybe I guess maybe not, but uh, that music is always uh, always good. And, yes, you were dating yourself with some of those details for sure. Uh, I really don't care. It's nostalgia. I love it. You just start playing the NBA on NBC theme, and, and then we'll really start dating ourselves. So let's get right into the action. Now, look, real quick, in aside, Pittsburgh looks ugly in these all golds. Right? Am I the only one that thinks that? I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking... It just get the black and gold, not all gold. Am I just being too much of a, a, a Penguins hater here? No, I'm with you. I'm not a fan of it. Um, you know, I have a, I have a, a brother who's a Penguins fan. Um, That's very unfortunate. In the, in, in, in the, I still don't know how he's in the family. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's a fan of it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of like, the black and gold, uh, if I do like the pairing. But, um, yeah, I think they overdid it a little bit tonight with that. So this game, it's 2-2. I believe somebody just went on the power play. Penguins did. 2-2. We're looking at 5-30 left here in the third period. So this game, you know, the Islanders tied it up. You know, you have a power play going on right now. I'm oh, sorry, the Islanders are on the power play. So when it comes to this matchup, it's been one of the tighter ones across the NHL playoffs. What about this series that has made it so... Uh, fun to watch because it seems like some of the other ones have just been blowouts and and you know there's already teams advanced to the, the second round so what about this one has made it such uh, I guess an, an intriguing battle uh, so far yeah when you look at both these teams I mean obviously the NHL's been you know a little screwy obviously with the pandemic you've seen a lot of matchups where outside of um, you know, some of the traditional rivalries. I mean, there's been a lot of teams playing each other that don't normally get to see each other all that often, but this is a matchup between two teams that, you know, they're, they're traditionally rivals, uh, in the, in the Eastern Conference, um, and they saw a lot of each other in the regular season, eight games. Uh, and this, this series overall, uh, has just been good to watch because it's been back and forth. Islanders took game one, Penguins took games two and three, then the Islanders came back, uh, took game four and, uh, I've really not shied down to Pittsburgh because I know going into the series, a lot of people, um, including myself, probably thought Pittsburgh might have ran away with this thing. But 
Um, the Islanders are really showing a lot of, uh, you know, good fight. Uh, Ilya Sorokin, the goaltender, is playing some really good hockey, uh, making a lot of big saves uh, tonight. He's got 32, 38, excuse me, and counting. Um, he's won both of the games that he started. Uh, Semyon Varlamov lost the two that he played in. So, um, so when you look at the Islanders, uh, they've done well just to really hang in the series. Um, and I know it, losing Anders Lee early in the regular season definitely hurt them, and we saw that throughout the regular season. But uh, they've given some, gotten some guys to step up uh, for sure. Uh, really good depth offensive scoring the unit they have there, and um, just got to hang with it. If they're able to steal this game, uh, which I think they will, uh, I think they will get this win because Sorokin's playing really good uh, right now. Um, then they set themselves up for, uh, for clinching game six. And uh, I think that you know you'll see Sorokin in there again, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna see the guys like Crosby and Malkin and Latang, guys that aren't normally in that position of uh, elimination and facing elimination so early in the playoffs. Uh, they're, they're gonna have a lot of pressure on them. So uh, it's been great to watch for sure, and uh, I think we're gonna see uh, some more great hockey out of, out of these two teams uh, tonight, and then also uh, Game Six and uh, possibly Game Seven. So let's talk about Stars facing elimination because we have that on our plates in about 20 minutes. The Oilers and Jets. Jets are up 3 nothing. I mean, how do you even rebound from a collapse like the Oilers had last night? I guess it's good for them to be on the ice in a back-to-back, but, I mean, how does a team recover emotionally from that and on top of that uh, now kind of stave off elimination? Yeah, it's definitely been tough to kind of point the finger uh, at this team because um, when you came into the playoffs, you saw how well Connor McDavid did in the regular season, um, leading the league in points. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, let's not forget him. He he was the MVP last year and uh, still had a really good season as well. Um, And I mean, I went to bed last night and went and Edmonton looked like they had it wrapped up. I wake up today. The last 10 minutes of the game, Winnipeg scores three goals, <laughs> goes to overtime, and, and steals a win. Um, so uh, Edmonton, uh, I mean, I like them to win tonight. I think they're going to force uh, game five because they, they, you know, they have to. And, and the big stars like McDavid and Drysaddle, uh they're going to have to step up. I know Drysaddle had two goals last night. McDavid hasn't really found his touch goal-scoring-wise, but um, they're going to have to do something. And, uh, you know, Winnipeg's made it really tough for them. Uh, for sure. Uh, I think that they've done well at, at doing the little things right. Um, I mean, when you look at their stats so far in the playoffs, their top three in, penal- in power play, excuse me, which is always good to have, uh, you know, good special teams units. Um, and you got a really good group of guys like Nikolai Eller scored twice last night. Uh, Blake Wheeler scored in the series. Kyle Connor scored. Uh, Connor Hellebuck's been really good in between uh, the posts for Winnipeg. And defensively, they've done really well. I, I was listening to the show, obviously, earlier, and, and you had even touched on it. They've done well at keeping Drysdale and McDavid to the outside. They're guys that like to cut in the middle and make plays, get in front of the net. Winnipeg's done a really good job of keeping those, those goal scorers to the outside. And um, it's probably not talked about as much because we're, we're so used to looking at uh, you know the goals and the assists and what happens on special teams and, and this, that, and the other. But um, defensively, Winnipeg's done great uh, against this team, and um, I, I think you know they're going to they're going to they're going to get through. It's it's just a question of when. But I think Edmonton's going to going to get the game for a win tonight. McDavid's going to have to show up, or, or else he's going to start here uh, feeling some more pressure if this you know this team gets bounced out in four games. 
So you mentioned it uh, a little bit with the uh, forcing them to the outside. Now, Connor McDavid, you know, I think he is the fastest skater in, in the NHL. You have you know he, two of the, the top point earners in the NHL with him and Drysaddle. What specifically, uh, on top of that, ha- has the Winnipeg defense done to keep them off the score sheet for the most part? I mean, you mentioned Drysaddle scored two last night, but. McDavid doesn't have a goal in the series, which I think if you talk to the casual hockey fan, they'd be stunned if that was the case. So so what exactly, you know, when you mean, you know, holding them outside, what is this defense doing from Winnipeg that, that's actually keeping McDavid off the score sheet and, and putting Edmonton in, in such a hole? When you look at Edmonton in the regular season, and I obviously didn't watch every game of the Oilers, but when you saw a lot of the games that they were successful and really racked up the goals, I mean, Connor McDavid was always getting into good situations to score, whether it was, uh, you know, point blank range in front of the net, whether it's using his speed, like you said, I know he did a lot of great uh, goals just on his own. And, um, you know, a big credit, I think, for, for Winnipeg. Uh, Josh Morrissey's the one defender there who's really the leader uh, of that bunch, and he's really kind of uh, continued to blossom into in a, to a really good two-way defender in this league. Um, he's been the he's been the key guy, uh, but it's been a whole unit. They've been um, you know kind of pestering Edmonton, getting under their skin, uh, you know, doing little things just to get them off their game. Edmonton's a team that throughout the regular season they they gelled so nicely together. Obviously, that first line of uh, McDavid and, and Drysital and some other guys. I mean, they they led the way, but you know, a lot of those that that. Uh, deep guys in the roster, they didn't, um, you know, they weren't called on all that often. Now they're in a situation where they have to kind of step up and show uh, what they're worth as well, because if McDavid's not going to get it done and Dreisaitl can't do it all himself either, um, some other guys got to step up, whether that's uh, Darnell Nurse, whether that's, uh, you know, some other guys. Uh, but somebody has to do it. And, and Winnipeg, to their credit, have done well, like I said, on the special teams, uh, have done well. Connor Hellebuck's done really good in net. Uh, I mean, when you look at the stats, Edmonton lead is third in the playoffs with shots uh, on goal per game at 39.7. So they, they're getting the puck to the net. Um, Connor Hellebuck's done really well, and defensively, um, they might be getting 30 shots, 39 shots a game. It's not 39 point blank shots or um, and everything like that. So uh, I think that if Edmonton does want to continue the series, a few more games they're going to have to get McDavid into some better situations, whether that's kind of freeing him up, whether that's kind of changing the lines around a little bit, um, you know, pairing some other guys together. But something has to get going because um, coming into the playoffs, this was a team that had high expectations, uh, especially with the top two point getters. And uh, so far it's been kind of a laugh that they've been, uh, you know, pushed around like this by Winnipeg, uh, you know, who weren't expected to probably be in this situation up 3 three nothing, let alone maybe one or two, one or two wins to their advantage. Larry Henry Jr., our gambler NHL insider, joining us on the Dr. Glatt Regrow Your Hairline. Edmonton, Winnipeg, odds tonight. Edmonton favored on the puck line, one and a half uh, at plus 200. The over under six. Edmonton, minus 120. Winnipeg, plus 102 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if Connor McDavid breaks the scoring duck tonight, uh, you can get him at plus 112 or plus 800 to score the first goal. Leon Dreisaitl, the only one close to him in value, uh, at plus 123. The other game, uh, late night, Vegas hosting the Minnesota Wild. Vegas uh, surged ahead in this series after losing game one, uh, on the brink of advancing to the second round and, and setting up a colossal 
matchup with the Colorado Avalanche, the President's Trophy winner who swept St. Louis for nothing. What can you tell us about about this series and and why it's flipped so rapidly in in Vegas's favor, Larry? Is it just plain and simple? Vegas is the better team. Yeah, definitely. Um, when you look at the Vegas Golden Knights, um, it's a team where obviously they get a lot of comparisons to uh, the Colorado Avalanche because they were the they were in the same division. They were both kind of jostling for the number one seed, uh, and Minnesota came out uh, and no credit to them, Minnesota's had a really good year, one of the surprise stories in the league um, with how well they did uh, against Colorado and Vegas in the regular season. So they stole game one in overtime, but since then, Vegas um, overall, 12 uh, 12 goals uh, in the last three wins, so the offense is coming together. Um, You have guys like Alex Tuck and Mark Stone, who have each contributed goals so far, Uh, and then Marc-Andre Fleury um, is continuing to to play at a high level for his age. Uh, he leads the, the playoffs right now with the 0.99 goals against, uh, 966A percentage. So uh, he's been playing really well for Vegas. And, I mean, Minnesota, it's tough because they were they did so well in the regular season of um, kind of grinding out wins. They weren't a team that really, um, you know, earned these lopsided victories like Vegas and Colorado did. Um, they had some young guys step up. Kirill Kaprizov was one of them. He, he did really well. He hasn't done much uh, in the playoffs, so that's a little bit shocking. Um, and, but I think when you look at Vegas, they're, they're just so well-groomed. Um, they have a really good offensive unit, a lot of guys that can score. Uh, defensively, you look at Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo. Uh, they're, they're two top defensemen, and then, uh, and when you have a guy like Flurry who has won Stanley Cups and been in this situation uh, in the playoffs and, and is, is not even letting up more than a goal a game, is pretty astonishing for his age. So um, I, I think Vegas was going to figure it out, and they have. Um, I think they get it done tonight. Um, you know, I, I had uh, – they were my pick tonight. Uh, I also like the over. I know the over in that game, um, in that series overall, has only hit once. Uh, out of the first four games, but I think Minnesota's, you know, they're in the do-or-die situation. Uh, in Vegas, uh, I think that if Minnesota starts coming out of their uh, their game plan and, and just needing goals, I think that um, Vegas is going to just kind of pick them apart. So I do like Vegas to get the win tonight, and then um, I do like the over as well. But I think Vegas gets it done, and, and we all get what we want, which that will be the Colorado-Vegas uh, series, which I wish could come later down the road in the playoffs, but unfortunately we have to settle it for it in the second round. So for the people who haven't watched a, a ton of hockey this year, just how anticipated, uh, since we're getting to that point, will the Colorado-Vegas series be? Can I just put it into perspective? I, I know they were you know, neck and neck for the President's Trophy the entire season, but for those of us that, that didn't watch, I mean, uh, how great of a, a series could this be? Uh, I, I, Joe, if there was some way this could be the Stanley Cup, I, I mean, I, I'm all for it. Uh, it's two teams, uh, obviously, like you said, neck and neck in the President's uh, Trophy. Both finished with 82 points in the regular season. Both had over plus 60 goal differentials. Um, both have, you know, like really good uh, stars offensively uh, in this league. When you look at Colorado, you have Nathan McKinnon, who's uh, coming into his own now after maybe a slow game one, game two, but. Um, he, he's done really well uh, with nine points. Uh, Mika Ratnan, who led the team in goals in the regular season, he scored his first of the playoffs. 
um, yesterday. So uh, maybe that kind of kickstarts him a little bit. And uh, and then goaltending, you look at Philip Grubauer, who uh, you know, in my mind, maybe should have got better a uh, better look for the Vezina uh, against Andre Vasilevsky. But um, you know, Vasilevsky's done well for obviously uh, extremely well for Tampa Bay again. So Grubauer has done exceptionally well for uh, Colorado in goal. Uh, and then we touched on the Vegas guys, Mark Stone, Alex Tuck, um, Jonathan Marsha show. There's a bunch of different guys that can beat you. And then, um, you know, and then you have Mark Andre Fleury, who is continuing to play extremely well for his age, uh, really just making a lot of big saves in that Minnesota series so far. So, uh, th- this is going to be a really great series. Um, you know, I'm one where I know you got two red hot goalies in there, but, uh, with, with the amount of offense these teams can put up, um, I'm going to be hitting that over every night. Uh, I think it really will be, uh, something fun to watch. And, uh, you bring obviously that added intensity of it being the playoffs, not the, the eight regular season meetings they had, uh, earlier this season. We're looking at an unders night so far. Hopefully we get uh, a few more goals in the, in those two late games, but, uh, Islanders and Penguins going uh, 2-2 in overtime, so obviously the the under hits there. Uh, Toronto up 2-1 on Montreal with 4.38 left in third, so that uh, trending in that direction as well. And then the one series I, I've been banking on for for goals, Lightning-Panthers is 1-1, uh, six minutes left in, in the second period. So uh, I guess since we're waiting on, on overtime in, in New York-Pittsburgh, what what about the, the style of play in, in Tampa and Florida has made the over almost a kind of a, a surefire bet uh, in this series, at least before tonight, because it, it looks like we're trending under in that game. This, this series is, uh, you know, it's basically everything kind of what I expected it to be, um, an amount of goals, because when you look at Tampa Bay, um, they didn't finish where they would have liked probably in the regular season, finishing just behind Florida and Carolina. Um, but they are the defending Stanley Cup champs until someone knocks them out. And when you added Nikita Kucherov back in after missing the regular season through all-season surgery, um, you know, he's just been – he looks like just like a, a trade acquisition because he's done so well. He scored goals. He, he's looking fit and ready to go. Um, so Tampa Bay uh, definitely, I think, uh, still should be the favorite in this thing until – somebody knocks them out because they, they've been there. They, they ran the table last year. Andre Vasilevsky won the Vezina in the regular season and has made some really big saves in the series against Florida. And then you have Florida who uh, finished above Tampa Bay in the regular season, plus 36 goal differential. Um, the big thing with Florida though, was could the goaltending stay consistent because they had three different or uh, two, three different guys in the mix during the regular season. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky hasn't done really well in the season. He let up 10 goals in three games. Uh, Chris Dreiger hasn't done particularly well either. So Spencer Knight, the 2019 first-round pick by Florida, uh, 20 years old, gets his playoff debut in a do-or-die game tonight. Uh, and he's been up to the, uh, the task so far tonight, over 20 saves, uh, made some really big saves in the first period when Tampa Bay had a power play near the end of the period. So, um, so I'm pretty shocked that the, the score isn't higher in that game tonight, but especially with Florida needing uh, the win, and, and both of them obviously have a lot of good scoring options to choose from. But uh, I, I guess Florida, you know, it's do or die. They're going to play maybe a little bit more conservatively and try to, uh, try to you know, squeak this thing out and force another game. But um, it's been back and forth so far. It's been fun to watch. I've been, you know, flipping – Flipping screens between that and the Islanders game, and also Toronto, which uh, they're up two one. So, um, so yeah, I think uh, 
you know, definitely Tampa Bay. Um, I think they're going to get out of it tonight with the win, but, uh, you know, Florida has been, been up to the task and, and definitely looking like a team that doesn't want to go home. So when it comes to the teams that have already advanced, Colorado and Boston, done so in, in pretty commanding fashion, would you say they're the, the two favorites right now to, to win the Cup, or, or how do you kind of evaluate that market? Obviously they're not up right now because of live games, but uh, how do you look at that market right now uh, after what you've seen in, in this first week or so uh, of the playoffs? Who, I guess, if you were to rank like the, your top three Stanley Cup favorites as of right now, how would you list them? It's tough because, I mean, uh, to start with Boston, I think, you know, I picked Boston to, to knock out Washington. And um, early in the season, I probably wouldn't have said that because Washington was playing so well and they had consistent goalie play. But uh, unfortunately, Elias and Samov really didn't produce uh, as a young goalie in the situation that maybe you would have hoped. But Boston, I mean, they have the experience. They have uh, probably one of the best lines in hockey, if not the best, when you look at David Pasternak and Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, who all have double-digit goals in that series win over Washington. And then you have Charlie McAvoy, who is one of the top defensemen in the league, uh, leading the way there. And Tuka Rask, who has done a really good job in that series to um, obviously help Boston win a back-to-back overtime games, let alone being one of them being double overtime. Uh, so I think Boston, that series definitely was, was physical. Um, you know, you have the way that Boston plays. You have Tom Wilson, who uh, probably didn't produce maybe as much as what we probably expected of him, getting under the skin of the Boston players. But um, I think if Pittsburgh uh, plays them, you're going to see probably more of a physical series. If you see the Islanders, uh, I I think you're going to see the Islanders try to, um, you know, really try to dictate things with their speed and the guys they have offensively. So, um, I think when you look at Boston, I don't, I wouldn't say they're one of my favorites yet. Um, only I, I know they won, but I just think that there'd be some pretty intriguing matchups and some things that might go against them in those matchups, whether they get the Islanders or whether they get Pittsburgh or down the road if they get somebody else. So, um, but I think when you look at Colorado, they have to be a favorite. Uh, I mean, they breeze right by St. Louis. Uh, they were the number one team in the regular season for a reason. And, um, and you know, when you have McKinnon, uh, Ratton, and all these other guys, uh, it just makes them that more dangerous. And they also have one of the best goalies in the league. So uh, I think Colorado is, for sure, one of my top three favorites. Um, I had to pick, you know, pick other two other teams there. Uh, I think Vegas has to be up there because I, I do think they will get it done tonight. And if they don't, they're going to get it done because – they're they're one of the best teams for a reason as well. Uh, and then a team, uh, you know, and then third would probably be Tampa Bay because they are the defending champs. They are a team that's been there. Um, they have one of the best all- offensive units in the league. Uh, and then Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league. So, uh, and he's playing really well. So, uh, and anytime you get good goalie play in the playoffs, that's, that's what you want. You want your goalies to be at their best come playoff time. So, uh, my three right now would be Colorado, Vegas, and Tampa Bay. Um, and, and then maybe a wild card out of those, uh, would be Carolina. I think Carolina 
had a little tricky run with Nashville. They they won the first, uh, you know, Nashville's come back and made it a series. But um, UC Soros, the goalie for Nashville, has been playing, uh, you know, on his head right now. And I don't think that's going to carry through uh, the next couple games. Uh, I know, obviously, a couple of those games went to overtime and all. So uh, I think Carolina uh, is a team that you have to watch out for, too. I know John Danton's been big on them this year, and, and for good reason, because they Rod Brindamore's done a really great job with them, and, uh, you know, they, they deserve some credit for uh, finishing first in their division. So I know it's hard to predict a, a Stanley Cup matchup right now because I believe they're, what, reseeding after the, the semifinals, correct? Yeah, so after um, after the semi, well, we get to the final four. Uh, it'll be based off, um, I believe, it's regular season points, and uh, so if that's the case. You could see again some interesting matchups and uh, and all. So uh, yeah, but that that's the way it's going to go. So if if you had to pick now, obviously Colorado Vegas is out of the picture. Now get yeah, hey, on this, what is the dream, or maybe not the dream, but the most intriguing? potential Stanley Cup final matchup that, that we could have of, of the teams that are left on the board? Oh, it's tough. Um, yeah, so I think when you look at Tampa Bay, I think they're the best They're the best team when you look at, like, the traditional Eastern Conference teams, um, you know, what we normally would have. Um, they score a lot of goals. Uh, Victor Hedman is on, you know, he's one of the best two-way defenders in the league. Uh, so he, he's obviously had a, a great series against Florida. He leads the playoff, playoffs uh, in points for defensemen. Um, so I think Tampa Bay, um, you know, would be the best, uh, the best candidate out of those tra- traditional East teams uh, to win the Cup and, and make it two in a row. Um, when you look at Colorado and Vegas, uh, it's tough. Um, if I had a pick between those two teams, uh, you know, when they do get together, um, I think Colorado is going to have more in the tank when you look at um, what they've done in the regular season. Obviously, I know the series against Vegas in the regular season are different, but they did pretty well against them. And um, I think when you look at the likes of McKinnon um, and Ratton, they're two big stars in this league. Vegas has a lot of good players and, and good scorers, but they don't have that one or two star guys that can really kind of change the game, like a Connor McDavid or um, or someone like that. So uh, I think McKinnon obviously brings that, and he ha- he did that in a few games in that series. So I think the most intriguing series would be Tampa Bay and Colorado. It was a, it was a series I kind of hoped for last year, and that didn't happen because Colorado had gotten uh, bounced out, and and we eventually saw Dallas get in there and and lose to Tampa Bay, but. I think this year could be the year, and that would be the most intriguing series. And definitely, um, you know, one-two in the Vezina race among goalies, um, star guys. I mean, some of the best there uh, on the ice. So that'd be the best, uh, I think, for the league. And also as a as a neutral fan, if you're just looking to want to see the best guys in hockey on the ice, they're the two best teams in hockey. Well, for what it's worth, I did put a, a wager down on Connor McDavid this score tonight. If he if he doesn't show up tonight. Uh, it's really not worth it. I mean, look, the big players have to score in the big games, and, and hopefully we get that out of him, and, and maybe we see a little bit more out of the Oilers than we did for the, the last few games because it's been uh, a pretty a pretty disappointing series for them. But, Larry, I uh, appreciate you coming on a, as always. Uh, make sure you follow him at, at LHenry019, our Gambler NHL 
Insider, and I'm sure we will have you on uh, in the coming weeks with the Stanley Cup playoffs heating up. And hopefully uh, all series uh, across the board uh, can be very exciting, but uh, go go enjoy your overtime, sir. Islanders-Penguins about to start. All right. Thanks a lot, Joe. Appreciate it.